Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Adeyemo. Are you blessed this morning? Come on, let's go to the word of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this series that you started with us growing in the Lord. We want to continue this series this morning. Thank you for Father's Day. We're trusting, Lord, that our men will also grow in you. As you are taking us on this journey about our destiny, this month of destiny, what you are speaking to us as a local assembly is to grow. King of glory, help us this morning that our spirit man will receive your word, will receive instructions, and will be what you have called us to be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the people of God said... So this morning, we're going to be continuing our series. This is the part three of the series, Growing in the Lord. Or beg your pardon, part two of the series, Growing in the Lord. Growing in the Lord. In the first part of this series, we said there are seven fundamental principles for spiritual development, for spiritual growth. And these seven we must inculcate, these seven we must continue in, so that we will constantly and continually grow in the Lord. For it is the desire of the Lord that we grow. We thank God that we are saved. We thank God that we are born again. But being born again is not enough. God desires for you to grow. Some people, when they, since they gave their life to Christ, they are no longer growing. They've always stayed in church. Once a while come to church, once a while participate, up and down, that is not the plan of God. God wants you to grow, for you to grow. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1, turn there quickly, you will see the ultimate plan of God for our lives. Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 1. Now I say that the hair... As long as is a child, defareth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Yes, you are born again. Yes, you are a child of God. And you are a child of God indeed. Your privileges, your rights and positions are still intact. But the Bible says if you do not grow, if you don't grow into that position, if you don't grow into that place, if you don't grow to that place of authority, you don't defer from an ordinary person. And you are designed to be extraordinary. But what will make you enjoy the privileges, the rights, and the positions you have in God is when you grow, when you grow up, when you develop yourself spiritually. So growing up is your responsibility. Growing up it involves your participation in the things of God. Now we listed seven things that we need to participate in to help us to keep on growing so that all the privileges, the rights, and the positions we have in Christ can be ours, experientially speaking, so that we can enjoy all that Jesus came to die on the cross of Calvary for us for. The first thing we learned last week is that we must learn to forget. All these things is by learning. You humble yourself and learn it. Learn to forget. Learn to forget the bad things. Learn to forget the good things. Learn to forget your sins when you have asked for repentance. Learn to forget. The second thing is you need to learn to forgive. Learn to forgive. Learn to forgive. Forgiveness has 
Lack of forgiveness has held a lot of people in bondage. What should be theirs is stripped off away from them. Why? They still want to be babies. They have not passed forgiveness 101. They are still holding to the diaper their mother did not change properly when they were a kid. They are still crying about the diapers that they should have left a long time ago. They are still angry at their uncle that is if, in fact, his body would have decayed in the, in the graveyard by now, but they are still mad at the uncle, and so on. They are mad at their best friend. They are mad at the old relationship that left. They are mad at everything. They choose not to forgive. In fact, this morning, they were mad at the usher that ushered them in, and so on and so forth. They are still having unforgiveness in their heart. Unforgiveness will box you. Unforgiveness will ne never let you be what God wants you to be. Even Jesus said, when you bring your gift to the altar, the first thing you do is go and forgive. If you remember somebody has a hurt against you, go and forgive. Lift your gift at the altar. He's saying, I will not hear that prayer. I will not answer that prayer until you forgive. This kingdom it's all about forgiveness. And until you line up with the keys and principles of the kingdom, you will not be a beneficiary of what this kingdom brings to you. You must learn to forgive. Everybody say forgive. Number three, you must learn to pray. The Bible says men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to give up. Men ought always to pray and not to give in. You must pray. You must give yourself to prayers. You must pray always. The Bible says in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that you pray ceaselessly. Pray ceaselessly. God wants you to pray. He wants you to be a person of prayer. He wants you to be constantly communicating and be in constant communion with him. Well, nobody was born with the gift of prayer. You learn it. You learn to pray. You learn the art of praying. You give yourself to prayer. We have talked about that last week. If you need that message, go over it again on the website. Today, we want to move on to learn to believe. Learn to do what? To believe. This is part of your spiritual development. You must walk on your believing system. Don't just be a believer. Walk on your believing system. Learn how to grow your belief system. Learn how to make your belief system rich. Because you need it on this journey to be able to believe God, to believe God. What I used to believe God for years ago, I have grown. I've become better in my belief system. You must keep on growing in your belief system. Some people are here right now and watching in the nations of the world that you can't simply even believe God to be healed of a headache. You trust, you believe more in uh, Tananol, Tananol 1, 2, and 3, you know the dosage. You, you believe more in Tananol to take care of that headache than to believe in the word of God that says by his stripes you are healed. You need to learn it, learn it. Learn how to believe the word of God. This is the fourth step in spiritual development. It's closely associated to learning to pray. Learn to believe God and his word. The prayer of faith does not work unless you believe. Unless you believe. 
How do I believe? That's the question, Pastor. How do I believe? Mark eleven twenty four. It teaches us the principle of believing. Mark eleven twenty four. He says, "What things soever ye desire." Mark eleven twenty four. I want you to get there. Are you there? If you got it, say I got it. Say I got it. All right. Now, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray that ye receive them, ye shall have them. We often fail to receive that which we have asked for because we walk by sight and not by faith in the promises of God. Praise God. We walk by sight. We always want to use our senses when it comes to belief. Oh, when I feel it. Oh, when I smell it. Oh, when I see it. Oh, when I touch it. Oh, when I taste it, then I know I've received it. No, no, no. A thousand times no. We have five senses. There is a sixth sense you have. It's called faith. And it's only your believing that can activate that faith. That is your sixth sense. You don't have to see before you believe. That is what makes you a believer as a child of God. And you learn this art. You learn it. You learn it by starting with little, little things. I'm going to give you some assignments today. You learn it. You learn it. You exercise yourself in it. And that's how you begin to grow. You learn it. Everybody say learn. So you learn your believing system. Some of us are so used to our senses. We don't switch over. That I have a sixth sense. It's, it's faith. And I can always grow in it. I can activate it. And I activate it by my belief system. Glory be to God. Praise God. We sometimes say, when it comes to pass, then I will believe it. That's not the faith. That's not the believing system. That's zero belief. That's the Thomas kind of faith. That until I see it, before I believe it. And we have believers like that. That's Thomas' kind of faith. That's not the kind of faith you should have if you are going to grow. John 20, 25. John 20, 25. John 20, 25. Quickly. Glory be to God. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put it on my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand to his side. That one is not enough. Even the nail is not enough. He said, I will check the nail on his hands. Then I will also check the side. After I've done this too, this is a man that participated in miracle signs and wonders. He was a man who saw the supernatural. He was a man, he said, until I see this, <laughs> you will know that he wasn't using his faith all the while. Praise God. He said, until I put my finger to the print of the nails and thrust my hand in his side, then I will not believe. Until these two things take place. What is he saying? I must feel it. I must touch it. I must see it. I must hear it before I can believe. That's the Thomas kind of faith. On the other hand, there is another kind of faith which God is calling you to. It's the Abrahamic order of faith. 
In Romans chapter 8, you can see that faith in action. Romans chapter 8, verses 18 and 19. The Bible says, Abraham, against hope. Circumstances were against him. Situations were against him. Against hope. What did he do? He believed God. Everybody say that. He believed God. Abraham against hope believed in hope. For I reckon the sufferings of this present, praise God. Romans 4. Romans 4 18. Quickly. I warned you about this before service. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken? So shall thy seed be. Verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Look at him. Hope was against him. He had what you call low sperm count. The, 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 the womb of Sarah could not produce a baby. And everything was against him. He still had to believe. And the Bible says he did believe. He did believe. He didn't see his baby yet, but he believed that God can deliver the baby. He didn't see any sign that Sarah was pregnant, neither was there any sign that Sarah could ever be pregnant. But he believed. He believed against hope. Can you do that? Can you build, can you grow your believing system to that? That when you don't even see anything, God can show up. God can show up. God can show up. I told you of a lady I was ministering to of recent. It seems as if it was the end of the road in February this year. It looks at it was the end of the road. She even came to me, Pastor, how am I going to sell my house? Because she thought that was just it. It's not as if selling the house would even give her money. It's just to clear debt. She thought it was the end of the road. Nothing was working. Praise God. But at that time, can you still believe God? Can God show? In the physical, nothing could happen. But look at how God turned it around for her. Just had a simple prayer, trusted God. You just believe. And I believe that she believed. That was all. She was going to apply for another job. Because even where she was working, they say she can't have hours anymore. She lost the job practically. And then she was just going to ask for a mega job. And somebody just tipped her. Oh. There's a position available here, the position of a director. <laughs> he said, <laughs> director, I'm looking for a job. You are talking director. He said, no, apply. A deputy director, in a nutshell, she got the job, being a deputy director of a big conglomerate. After that, even the salary, you know, people will only tell you the problem. When the salary showed us, yeah, it's confidential. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. It is confidential. Praise God. Amen. Of course, we 
I mean, the person is very close to me, so it's not what she can reveal, she revealed. And after that, the person who was director of the place decided to resign. But in the two weeks, she had already performed. They loved her so much, they didn't even advertise the position of the director. Say, become director. Then they backdated everything for her. Now, this was somebody in the, in the space of five weeks before then, or four weeks before then. She did not know where the next meal will come from. It was so bad, her vehicle broke down, she couldn't replace it. But the same person now became full of abundance. Hallelujah. What is that? That is faith. I, I pray you can put yourself in that position of you don't know what tomorrow looks like, but you just trusted in the words from a piece of paper written before you were born by the Almighty God, and you put your trust in that. Praise God. Not seeing anything. Listen to me. The Bible says when you believe that you receive, you will have what you are believing God for. Praise God. I said praise God. So belief, according to the word of God, requires a conscious decision. Now listen to this. It requires a conscious decision to live beyond the five senses. That's what belief is. You have to decide. I'm going to live beyond what I hear, what I feel, what I taste, what is so real to me. I will live beyond that because there is something more real. The word of God is more real. Praise God. And it depends on who is making the promise that before you can guarantee it. If the Almighty says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three. Whosoever shall not doubt in his heart, but shall receive that, but shall believe, shall be, but shall believe in his heart. See where to believe. Where? In your heart, that's where your belief system is. Not in your head. Where? In your heart. In your spirit. And how do you believe it? You receive that which has been spoken. You take it as the final authority. Now, what I'm sharing with you are principles, but you learn it by growing in it. You give yourself to it from time to time. I receive it. I receive my healing, for example. Oh, I don't feel any symptoms. I don't feel anything that says I am healed. Yes, you might not feel anything, but first receive it. First take it as the final authority. Hallelujah. And that is how you begin to experience. You believe where? Where did I say you believe? In your heart. He said if you believe in your heart, that those things which said come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Look at blind Bartholomew. The Bible makes us to understand that he heard Jesus Christ was passing. He started shouting with a loud voice. He was shouting. People said, keep quiet. He was shouting. People said, keep quiet. What did he do next? He kept shouting. 
And the Bible says Jesus stopped. Oh, that's a revelation there. If you don't give up, he won't give up on you. He believed. His belief system was active. He was active enough to stop the supernatural to attend to him. How do I know he believed? It's in the, that same place of the scripture. Read it when you get home. The Bible says immediately, the Bible, the, the Bible says, the people asking him to shut up told him that be of good cheer. He called you. He called you. Those who are mocking you today are still coming to celebrate you. He said, I called you. The Bible says he did something immediately, Bartholomew. He threw away his cloth. He threw away his identity with blindness. He threw away, and it's a big risk because you have to put on your clothes so that people around you could recognize that you can't see. But because he knew that his appointment with God, he had believed that his appointment with Jesus that day, he would not need that cloth anymore in his life. It was a risk. What of if he didn't get healed? How will he find his cloth again? How will he be able to cross the road? How will he be able to get home? Because people will automatically help you when you have the clothes on as a blind person. It was a risk. But he had believed. He had assurance. And that was why when Jesus saw him, by the time Jesus saw him, he said, what do you want me to do for you? Some people will say, ah, but Jesus is a blind man. Jesus, there was no recognition on him that he was a blind man. He came to Jesus without his clothes. When he got to Jesus, hello, Jesus said, what will you have me do? He said that I may receive my sight. He said your faith, because Jesus could see his action already. Your faith has made you whole. You have truly believed in what you have said. You have truly believed. You have truly believed. I see your faith going up this season. I see your belief system growing up in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. If you want to grow spiritually, you must learn to believe God's word, regardless of natural circumstances, like Abraham did. Thank you, Jesus. You have to learn how to do it. For example, some of you are living in your houses. Mortgage Canada says it will take you 25 years to pay off your mortgage. Do you want to wait 25 years? No, those are things you believe God for. In the natural, truly, you might not be able to pay it off before 25 years, but that's natural. You have a belief system you can grow. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You have a belief system. With God, you have said it, all things are possible. Can you activate that belief system and be what he wants you to be? Yes, you can. Amen. It's going to take you X number of years to be at the executive of where you work. Who told you that? That's the normal ground. You are not a normal species. You have a belief system you can work on. You can increase your faith. Are you listening to me today? Praise God. Walk on your belief. Learn how to believe God for great things. 
and God will take you there in Jesus' name. Amen. The next one I want to teach you is to learn to worship. Because our time is fast spent, I won't be able to uh, uh, start on that, praise God. But let's, let's finish off faith. At least, if we learn to increase our belief system, that, I believe that's good enough for us to learn today. Amen? So, learning how to increase your belief system. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, it seems you are not happy with me because I'm cutting it short. Praise God. Let me just give you an example, then we close today. When we were moving into this building, a young church of barely a hundred people, we were not even, including children and everything, maybe we were 80, 75, moving into this building. We had $500 in our account. How much did I say? That's all the money we had. Praise God. And we were going to step out in faith to move into a building like this. The actual value of this building, if you want to look at it in the artistic nature, is about 2.8 million. In the artistic nature. Because there are some things you can never find again. Look at that glass circle behind there. That alone is worth over 400,000. What you are looking at there. Somebody said, let's take it out and buy the mortgage. <laughs> Praise God. But, amen. Now, the actual value of the building, they started at about 800,000 there about. We bought this building for 450,000. Now, how are we going to buy it with 500? How many people know 500 ain't good for down payment? Praise God. You see, but there is a gap. Amen. It means, let's say the down payment is 20,000. 20,000 less 500. You need 19,500 more. Isn't that so? So what, that gap is where you need your belief system. You will now check your belief system. Is my belief system up to par or not? You see, there are some people, $500 can't make them faint. But when you mention 50,000, they'll say, what did you say? Not that they didn't hear you. They'll just say, what did you say? Maybe you made a mistake from your lips. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, what that means is that that person's belief system is not yet up to 50,000. He doesn't have faith to carry that kind of amount. But $500, no problem. You can say, oh, it's credit card problem. Bring it. Even if he doesn't have it, he has the clout to make it right. Praise God. So, that is what is called the gap. What you need your belief system to fix for you. Now, sometimes, what you have in your belief system, your capacity of your belief system is not enough. Amen? Then you will take that capacity and take it to the word of God and go and work on it until you bring it up. 
until you bring it up. Praise God. Let me take you to another field. Maybe you used to have headache. Headache. Like I said, your, your default in headache is uh, tanano. If one doesn't work, you knock it with two. If two doesn't work, tanano three, I think that one needs prescription. You go to your doctor. You even tell doctor, doctor, is that tanano three? You remember the one? Uh, just write it for me. I just, of course, you know that won't work, but. Now, what am I trying to say? One day, you now wake up and say, enough of all this, Tanano, three, two, one. Let me believe God. Then you bring out the scriptures that say, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And I believe it. And you pray about it. You were in pain, but you prayed about it. You believe God. And all of a sudden, you slept off. And when you are going to wake up, you just found out that, wait a minute, the headache is gone. Wow. Say, I never tried this. So it works like this? Okay. The next time the headache shows up again, you pray on it, and again, it's gone. Headaches that you used to have a week at interval. Now, six months, you don't have headache. Huh. Now, what is happening to your belief system? It's growing. Now, something now happens again. You had pain in your leg or somewhere else. Ah, then you remember you had pain in your head. There was a principle you applied. It worked. Then let me apply it on my leg again. Now you apply it on your leg and boom, it worked. What is happening to your belief system? It's growing. Your capacity is increasing now. You are not going to medication immediately. You are, first of all, exercising your faith. By exercising your faith, you are increasing your belief capacity. Now, it doesn't mean tougher ones won't come. Tougher ones can come, tougher ones can come and you can even fail that, uh, wait, I will try again next time. This pain is too much. All right? It could happen. But at least you have moved away from where you used to be. You are somewhere else now. So that difference is called the gap. In my dictionary, I call it gap. So to fill in the gap you have is increasing your belief system. So I want to challenge you to increase your belief system. This week, look at your life. Make a list of those things you are believing God for. And also make a list of those things you have believed God for and God has done for you. Based on those two lists, now begin to challenge the gap that you have in the remaining ones. Begin to challenge the gap you have. Every gap you have, every belief gap you have, now build it up using the word of God to close that gap and exercising yourself in the world, exercising yourself in the world, and you begin to see how things will change for you. Have you been blessed this morning? Rise up on your feet like a champion. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Whew. Glory be to God. My belief system is increasing. Hallelujah. My belief system is increasing. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Lift up your hands to heaven and worship the Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you the glory and praise. We worship you. We bless you in the beauty of your holiness. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, praise the Holy Ghost if you can. One or two people out there, you haven't given your heart to Jesus, would like to invite you to join the greatest family on the earth. There's nothing you can do about your believing system until you believe in him first. I want to pray with you right now if you are ready to become his and you are ready to allow him to become yours. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins today. Write my name in the book of life. With my heart I believe that you died for me. With my mouth I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you. I am now born again. Glory be to God. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.